I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, there's two candidates for the Texans head coaching job that are doing second interviews today because their teams are no longer playing. Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator for the Giants. Ijero Ivero. Ben, cue up his pronunciation one more time so I make sure I'm doing this right. My name is Ijero Ivero, and I am the defensive coordinator. Boy, for the he Broncos. is smooth with it. He pronounces it really well. It's like he's been saying it his whole name. It's incredible. His whole, his whole life. He's yeah. super good at it. Yeah. yeah. Ijero Ivero. It shows you the power of reps, Sean. <laughs> it is. You spend 40 it's years or so memory. saying it. Yeah. Well, probably, I don't know when he started speaking. Right. Yeah, 38 right. years or so when he started. Yeah. Um, we'll get to. Ijero Ivero in just a second, but it's Kafka who we're looking at here. Um, Seth, where did you find this quote from Kafka Sr.? I found it uh, in an article in The Athletic okay. in which Mike Kafka Sr., father of Mike Kafka, uh, Mike Kafka, man, that I've I've said one of my biggest objections is that I, I, I sense no juice out of this guy. Right. It's just like a very bland personality, which I know seems like it shouldn't be a big deal, but it's... Uh, it's a big deal to me. I need a guy with some juice where I feel like, okay, there's something going on here that's got a little bit of extra push, a little a little glitter in the eye or a gleam in the eye or something. Yeah. Um, his, his father says uh, he's got kind of a soft demeanor, but he's very competitive. It's his father saying he's got a soft demeanor. I... Uh, I, it's just confirmation. If all of, if all I had read was that his father said it, then I might think, okay, other coaches with soft demeanors is that like a like a Gary Kubiak type or a Tony Dungy type? I don't know, but like both Kubiak and Dungy, I think when I saw interviews with them or when you know you, you see them interacting with players, I just felt more juice from those. Yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you feel better about Kafka if you heard a story through the grapevine that he went? And maybe either dog cussed or possibly even beat up his old no, no, man no. for saying he was soft? No, if anything, I'd, I'd feel like, okay, the guy's psychotic. Because I'm not saying I need a yeller or a screamer. Juice comes in many flavors. Yeah, yeah. I don't need a yeller or a screamer or something okay. like that. The guy who thinks he's trying to be the movie version of okay. a football coach. Okay. Um, I need a, a gleam in the eye of some sort. Okay. And then I also didn't like this. Uh, many of you will recall that last year a tight ends coach Andy Bischoff for the Texans. Yeah. He uh, he claimed that Jeff Driscoll was in a class of athlete uh, up with basically Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Said there were, he was in that class where not many guys, not many quarterbacks were as athletic as Mike. I'm going to get run down by defensive lineman uh, or Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. Jeff, I'm going to get run down by defensive lineman Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. Um, he said that he was basically in the Lamar Jackson category. So what did Bischoff say about Kafka? Uh, he's, uh, he's a friend 
uh, of Bischoff. It says, okay. as Kafka's friend and Giants tight ends coach Andy Bischoff said, he doesn't need to be right all of the time. He's eager to gather perspective from the rest of the staff. He'll make sure to pull the position group leaders rather than try to be the all-knowing expert, which is great. That's fine. I'd like All the praise I see about Kafka is like, Boy, he sure is a conscientious young lad. I feel like he's being recommended as either an Eagle Scout or Safety Patrol. And uh, like, I, I don't get any over-the-top, like, other than from Pat Fitzgerald, who was his coach at Northwestern. At Northwestern. Yeah. And uh, that's where Kafka first started coaching as a GA and everything. Yeah, uh, Fitzgerald just a, a whiz bang of a coach himself will also, you know, will say like, Oh, I know he's always knew he's going to be a head coach someday somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Everybody else is like, boy, he's very well prepared. Oh boy. Gosh. Yeah. He's, he's very conscientious okay. and he understands uh, how to add numbers together. Yes. Yes. Would you like to hear anything from the mouth of Kafka himself and maybe he can convince you? Yeah. You can play this audio. Yeah. I had listened to all this before and I didn't want to bore our listeners to death with Let's it, but apparently one. you don't give a damn. Let's so, try yeah. one. We'll try one and then we'll see where it goes. Would you like to hear on, I'm going to let you pick. Okay. Uh, would you like to hear how he got into coaching or what he learned from Andy Reid? Which, I, is, which yeah. is more relevant to the text? I remember all these. Uh, this is when I, I sat down and I did a deep dive on trying to get some glint of excitement about this guy. Right. Um, let's listen to how he got into coaching. How he got into coaching. Here we go. Yeah. The head football coach at Northwestern, my alma mater, reached out, Coach Fitz. And he was like, hey, we have a graduate assistant job open up. Why don't you come and try it out and see if this is something you want to do? And, you know, I was like, okay, this is, you know, talk to my wife and, we made that decision and went to Northwestern and did a graduate graduate year there. And I'd say, what, like three days into it, I'm like, this is exactly what I want to do. Just love being around the guys, helping like develop those guys, um, just being around the X's and O's and just kind of getting a different view of how game plans are put together, how the details of the coaching and all those things like really um, fit my personality and fit what I enjoy doing to begin with. Even as a player, you know, you're a backup quarterback. You're always kind of, coaching behind the scenes, helping guys as like the starters out there. So it was, it felt easy to me and felt comfortable and I just really enjoyed doing it. Yeah. He feels, it feels like he's an awesome offensive coordinator. I uh, like everything I've heard from him. Uh, it feels like he's an awesome offensive coordinator. I'll admit too, part of the problem with him was that they were, the first thing I watched was when the giants coaches were mic'd up the assistants. So it's him and wink Martindale the big old dock worker looking guy from, from Does Wink have a good mic'd up persona? Yeah, too? yeah. He he's yeah. like exactly what you want. No, he's yeah. telling you know, he's he's speaking colorfully and everything. Yeah. He's got that big beer belly and his guns blazing through his vest and all that. So it's uh it's hard to measure up. So he 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 looked much worse by contrast. Yeah. I mean, okay, so he likes coaching. He, we know that about him. He likes him. coaching. Check yeah. that off the way. We didn't know that about Josh McCown. That they were going to hire Josh that is McCown true. without him ever actually even working full-time as a coach. <laughs> Kafka is a like, better candidate than McCown. What do you, how do you think you're qualified to be a head coach? Well, I've watched coaches, and it seems like something that would be fun to do. That would be Josh McCown's answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, where am I? Who is this guy? Yeah. I do wonder, like, he comes from the Andy Reid tree. Reid drafted him out of Northwestern. Yeah. He yeah. played for Reid. Yeah. Coached for Reid in Kansas City for a number of years. Like, what would Andy Reid's interviews have been like back in, like, 1998 with the Packers website? Like, getting to know Andy Reid. Right, the, right. You know yeah, what I mean? Was like, he the, yeah, and, and he was kind of known as, like, a whiz kid, but he was known as a whiz kid. Yeah. I've heard no wizardry kid 
uh, talk with Kafka. You. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to the whole uh, Harry Potter Academy or anything. <laughs> that, that Academy. They're a whole lot of like he does really good stuff, and yeah. they ever you know he's just like he's he sounds like an Eagle Scout. No Would offense you- to Eagle Scouts, but like all the Eagle Scouts listening will know. There are different levels of Eagle Scouts. There's some that just kind of went through the motions, and then there's others who have actually saved little old ladies from fires. You, you, know? <laughs> you uh, those are the ones I respect. You asked the listening audience if there's any coaches with a quote soft demeanor who've been successful. Yeah, other than Tony Dungy was like the one that has won a Super right. Bowl that I can think of. Right, because yeah. Kafka Senior yeah. said that his son. Kafka Jr. interviewing with the Texans has kind of a, quote, soft demeanor, but he's very competitive. Yeah. Um, people texting in Jim Caldwell. Oh, how many Super Bowls did he win? Was that the... He went to that... a Super Bowl yeah. with the Colts. Okay. Yeah, he lost to Sean Payton and the Saints in that Super Bowl. Was it... Did he go to... Okay, Caldwell will take, yeah. Caldwell, yeah. yeah. Caldwell went to... And Caldwell... Caldwell did one of the better jobs with the Lions in recent years that we've mm-hmm. seen. So Jim Caldwell... I guess the debate is, okay, does he have a soft demeanor? He's super quiet. He also um, waited. Well, the problem is, too, okay, Caldwell got the job when he was how old? He had to have been in his 50s by then, question. was he not? Yeah, yeah. Um, He's still showing up on odds list for these jobs, yeah. and I haven't heard anybody interview him. I feel like he would have, like, maybe, I don't like a young guy like Kafka with a soft demeanor. You've got to be fatherly by the time you get the head job. Right, right. You know? So right. Caldwell, not felt, at Caldwell is Caldwell is gushed about by a lot of his players as this guy that just kind of like had a fatherly demeanor about him. There's okay. a lot of people sending in on the trailer wheel and frame text page. Yeah, no, no Kubiak. I don't know why it's so weird. It's so weird that Kubiak had this reputation as being too nice or too soft or yeah. anything. Like, you don't you don't know what it was like when Kubiak would. Would call you out. He never called me out individually in a meeting, but it, because I saw what happened, I saw it happen to others. I was I, like, "Well, I'm not getting on Kubiak's bad side." I don't know yeah. if it's coincidence or if this was just the case. I've heard it more with offensive players than defensive players, right? And yeah, ma- and maybe yeah. that's because I th- th- maybe you know that's the I, offensive coordinator, and he was, or right. at least, well, even if he wasn't, he was right. Um, but yeah, he was, and he had more. Takes that personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, Dave, he was, David Anderson and Joel Dreesen would say he is totally different than he is at press conference. Kubiak, and it's not like he was a jerk or anything. He just no. was in the press conference. He was going to be very laid back. Um, but I think with Kubiak, though, too, uh, I, I don't know. It's almost just something you can see and read in the eyes. Yeah. Um, and uh, his whole way going, and maybe Kafka's like that. I just haven't seen it. I'm doing all this as an outsider, so they, they, he's going to have to prove it to me if he if he gets hired. The best version of Kubiak, yeah, I think we can all agree, is the one that roasted John McClain last year at the John McClain. Yeah, you saw toast. The, the viciousness there. He was yes, yeah. he was vicious. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was good really and funny. Good. Um, the other thing about Kubiak was remember you know like with my quarterbacks. And now I'm realizing my head coaches too. I yeah. wanted to see in them that they could be a pool hall hustler. If like so if circumstances wanna... demanded it and morality wasn't an obstacle, could this guy be a pool hall hustler? And I totally think that Gary Kubiak could do that okay. in a heartbeat. Uh, I feel maybe he has like maybe he did it at, at College Station in his freshman year or something. Um, but uh, I don't see that with Kafka just yet. Do you see it with D'Amico Ryan's? Yes. Do you see it with Jonathan Gannon? Huh, that's a good question. Not so sure. Yeah. Steichen, I could. Steichen was my yeah, next Steichen's one. Steichen's yeah. got a little glint in his eye. Yep. Yeah. I worry sometimes with, I worry a little bit with Gannon that he's, I know he's very, very intelligent um, and very creative and a good football mind, but I worry a little bit that he's a bit too much of, a, of an Android uh, personality-wise. Okay. Yeah. 
That's not a pool hall hustler. No, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I got to be able to see that you can influence and manipulate people for your own gain. <laughs> That's Ejero uh, <laughs> Ivero. A little bit, yeah. I yeah. think so too. He would be. Um, he would want. He's the one where I feel like there'd be the biggest moral obstacle to because I feel like he's he is the good Eagle Scout. Yeah. Okay, he's like the one. He's the exceptional Eagle Scout. Now he's like he's the one that rises above and beyond. I feel like he's 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 down a straight and narrow path, but he like. Um, almost like the, uh, like uh, like in a military fashion, just attacking obstacle after obstacle. Do you want to hear from Ijero Ivero? Yes. Right now? Okay. Would you like to hear about his coaching philosophy or his coaching background? Philosophy. Philosophy. Here is the philosophy. His background, by the way, he was with the Rams for. He's been with a few teams, but most notably with the Rams for like five years with yep. both Wade Phillips and Brandon Staley. Um, he does a lot of things that are like Vic Fangio's defense. Yep. And uh, and and. Through him, Tom Capers. And he's had Dom Capers with him this year as a consultant. He's been around a lot of really good coaches. Sean McVay, too, obviously on his staff. Here is uh, Ivero's coaching philosophy. It's about relationships with the players, really investing uh, in the players, um, getting to know them and building the trust with them, uh, bringing a lot of competency, uh, a lot of uh, experience and knowledge with all the different stops and coordinators that I've been with. And um, we're going to bring energy, uh, we're going to bring confidence. And uh, we're going to uh, bring a lot of great teach- uh, teachers in terms of the staff to the, uh, to the organization. As you pointed out, he did surround himself with a lot of really good coaches. They, they, the Broncos, if you're looking for reasons from the Broncos defense why you would get excited about hiring Ivero, and I understand where he is yeah. on the pecking order for Texan fans, so I'm not here to try to spoon-feed you just you know tripe. But he, he had most of the guys on his defense played their best football this season under him. The, the the good guys became great. The average guys became good. He incorporated a lot of rookies into things mm-hmm. here, you know. So the young players got it really, really quickly. He did a good job. So um, the the text line, the trailer wheel and frame text line, wheel and frame. is still recommending guys who are successful head coaches, but who may have had soft personalities. My yeah. criticism of Kafka. And I'm not name calling. That's just what his father called him. That's right. So unless maybe his father's a, <laughs> maybe his father. What if his father's like old school, like a helicopter like, dad? I always said he was soft, and right. he ain't proven me wrong yet. That's right. <laughs> reason he couldn't, reason he couldn't stick as a quarterback, because he wanted, had a soft demeanor. All I wanted was him for my son to win a state championship that I was robbed of, so he could bring some glory to my family it's name. And he never did it. Soft. <laughs> If that, then I feel like we got to hire Kafka. Just out of sympathy for Just him. Just to be nice. Okay, a lot of people saying Dick Vermeil was soft. No, 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 no. Dick Vermeil was kind of a hard ass who also happened to cry. Yes. And his players got sick and tired Stop of him crying all Dick the time. The, every time I see Dick Vermeil crying in a documentary, I'm thinking about all the players who have been like, yeah, it got old Dude. real fast. Like whenever Dick Vermeil was trying to punctuate a point or something and he starts sobbing like a teenager who just whose puppy was just killed. They, yeah, it got a little old. He wasn't soft. No. He just cried a lot. Dude, he had to leave coaching for like a decade and a yeah. half because it psychotically ate into obsessed. him. Yes, when he was the Eagles head coach, he had to get out of it because he was going to kill himself. Not he literally a, kill himself, but like kill yeah. himself with the stress. He wrote a rap song. I ain't a softie. I just cry a lot. <laughs> Did he write yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was uh, it was, a, it was 
It was a banger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Dick Vermeil, Tom Landry. See, I don't think Tom Landry was soft. Tom Landry was taciturn. Yeah. He didn't talk a whole lot. Taciturn. By the way, defensive-minded coach, but I've, I'm told that they're the worst coaches who ever lived, the defensive-minded coaches. Yeah. Invented the 4-3, but whatevs. So, um, actually, well, the 4-3 flex. So, uh, let's yeah. see. <laughs> it was a flex. Bill O'Brien had a... Father attitude who worked late at night and comes home drunk and pissed off. Okay. <laughs> uh, like does Pete Carroll count as soft? Maybe have a beer and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Okay, see, now with Pete Carroll, and I guess maybe soft is the wrong word, and we're just using because that's how his father described him. So. <laughs> Poor Kafka, man. Kafka's, Poor Kafka's, Kafka, Kafka's in town for the interview. He's listening right now. I feel like we gotta, we gotta hire Kafka because his father sounds like Tom Brady Sr. Like he sounds like a little bit of a loose yeah, cannon. Yeah. yeah. It'd be fun to get him. On. He'll call up the station when we're critical. We might get a call from him this morning. Dude, Kafka. <laughs> Kafka's in for the interview. Hey, I'm, I, I just like to go on a run in the morning and listen to some sports talk. What's the station? Yeah. He's asking Nick, what's the station I should listen to? And he's listening right now while he's on the treadmill hearing how soft he is. Okay, so as far as Pete Carroll uh, being soft, yeah. Soft isn't the right word. I think I, I keep saying I want somebody with juice. Like, and everybody, like, nobody's got more juice than Pete Carroll. Like, uh, like there's a vivaciousness about him. Right. Um, and almost annoyingly so. Uh, somebody else says, What would you rather have, a soft coach or a crazy coach? The answer is, first, that's, uh, that's a false dilemma. You don't have to choose either of them. <laughs> right, like, <it's> right. like, <laughs> um, is neither a choice? <laughs> it's like, hey, we're going to hang you until you're dead. <laughs> like, I don't like that. Well, would you rather be electrocuted? Like, I don't, I don't like that either. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'd prefer neither. I want to live. Please, yeah. <laughs> Truth be told, though, hanging, yeah. you given the choice. Yeah, if, uh, if you got a good executioner. A lot of times they'll, t- oh, never, I don't want to get too graphic <laughs> of the hanging. I was reading about execution methods a week ago. Okay, wow. Podcast Your coming. co-host. <laughs> now I'm going back through all the shows in my head. Um, so I don't, Pete, whatever soft is, I don't think Pete Carroll is it. But he also did manage kind of, Pete Carroll has had to manage his, he's got this, philosophy of ultra competition Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have to be a yeller or screamer in pro football uh the best way to motivate people is you cut people yeah (laughs) it's uh job there's no greater motivator than fear and self-preservation so uh yeah i guess caldwell and dungy would be the the closest to it kyle shanahan uh, okay if you guys watch kyle shanahan on the sidelines lately i don't think he's a great uh look i think one of the weaknesses of his as a job candidate was definitely that he does not have a classic head coaching personality. He's offset it with genius, which is a big one. Yeah. Like Belichick does not have the right personality to be a head he's coach. A genius. But he's a genius. Yeah. And it goes a long, long way. And I think Shanahan over the past several years kind of has grown into that position. Well, like watch him on the sideline and see kind of his the way he operates now compared to what he was ten years ago is different. And um, again, I don't need a guy to be a jerk. It's right. just you gotta you gotta make hard decisions and make them very quickly in the moment, and not worry about people's feelings. Oh seven eight zero on the trailer wheel and frame text page. I feel like Seth is filling out an eHarmony profile for what he's looking for in a head coach. Quote: A self aware, soft spoken guy who isn't afraid to give his opinion and take charge. Also, no cats. <laughs> <laughs> we right. there is a, the, oh the podcast I was on last night. I think it's called the We're Just Fans podcast. They're on YouTube. Um, they, I, I, I kind of stumbled into it as we were chatting about it because we're going over the criteria for what your ideal head coach is. And, and as we've been doing this for the last couple of weeks, it does feel very much almost like if you, if you overthink it, it's the We're Just Fans podcast. Okay. Good group of guys. Um, 
if you start to overthink it, it's like your buddy that like is always trying to check off boxes when he's looking for a girlfriend. Yeah. And he always ends up with girls that might mm. match his criteria, but they're just not, there's no chemistry there. Yep. It's got to be as much about the chemistry as it is about ticking off the boxes, and that's the hard part to, to judge from the outside. Yeah, especially on Zoom calls. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. It's, it's, it's the, an artificial environment. It's like, it is like a dating service. It's yep. an artificial environment until you actually get in person and spend some time with each other, and even then, in, in coaching searches, you don't get a real sense. Absolutely. Unless you're Mike McCarthy and you lie to Jerry Jones about yeah. how much film you've watched. And well, then tell him at the press conference that you lied to him. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 